need me some lotion. <laughs> crazy. Don't, don't try me, son. Don't try Man, me. Let's <laughs> about the fuck on a fire. That's crazy. <laughs> I heard the chafing. Let's go ahead and get straight into it. Guys, thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Traveling Hoopers podcast. I am your host, Alan Pettigrew Jr. And in front of me are my two best friends in the world, Calvin McGowan and Philip Dixon. Guys, go ahead and let the people hear your name, voices. Voices, I think it's voices. You know, I'm Calvin McGowan once again, as always. It's a pleasure, you know, to join my friends here to get to talk about basketball. Um, what's up, I man? Philip Dixon, aka the Crunchy Man, and uh, we <coughs> we're, <laughs> we're here to talk about basketball and all things uh, basketball related. Ladies and gentlemen, never trust a man who eats crunchy peanut butter straight out of the jar. It's a tad bit alarming. But uh, guys, <clears throat> we have a special episode for you. I have been moving to my new apartment. So over the last two weeks, I have watched zero amount of NBA basketball. But to be honest, but to be honest. Uh, Very honest. That's all I can be. So I am going to have my friends fill me in on the six best storylines of this early NBA season. So guys, go ahead and start us out, Calvin, with uh, one of the storylines I need to know. Okay, so... Um, as I'm sure you and a number of other people are more or less aware of, the Lakers are bad. Uh-huh. Like, really bad. Um, like, they currently, like, they, they, look, so, <laughs> last week, I, I was, I was hoping that they did not win a game. I was prepared to come in with jokes and everything to clown the Lakers. Unfortunately, right before, like right before that Monday, which we didn't end up recording on, they finally got a game. Since then, they've been fortunate enough to get one more. Um, so you know they're starting. They've started their season with a um, wonderful two-seven record. Mm. But how do they counteract that though? Them being so bad, they switched up their lineup just a bit. What they started, didn't they start, they started bringing Westbrook off the bench, but like part of their problem has been they've been um, awful at putting the ball in the basket. Mm. (laughs) Right? Prior to finally getting the win, they were historically bad. Right? Like teams that shoot that poorly in any era. Do not win basketball games. Yeah. Checked. Um, <laughs> and like they and like they were shooting horribly just from everywhere, mm. from distance, from the mid range, and it, like it, it was it was awful. Um, during at least one of those games, they actually shot well from three. That is not sustainable for them. It's it's just not. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you, because they have a team full of dudes who are at best, at their best, mediocre three-point shooters. This includes LeBron. Um, and like it's it's gonna be a rough season. On the bright side, on the bright side, 
the Pelicans will probably get the number one pick in the upcoming NBA draft. Um, Which is crazy. Listen, <laughs> this whole this whole scenario is crazy because one, the draft pick scenario, right between the Pelicans and the Lakers. The Pelicans are good, like, and they're going to get better. The only reason they lost to the Lakers is because they didn't have Brendan Ingram. That's the only reason they lost. Like, they're like Brendan Ingram's now back. Brandon, CJ, Zion is a crazy, crazy, crazy combination. But then the Lakers are just going to have to be bad and just be like, mm, we're helping somebody else out. But it's funny because everybody wants to blame Westbrook for these lulls, right? Oh, it's, it's, not, it's not his fault. It's not. It's not. I think this is like a true, real glimpse we get. At the deterioration of LeBron James. This is the first time we're starting to see LeBron James as like a person. Like, yeah, you can tell for the last two years, especially defensively, that he has like taken a step back. But this year, it looks like he's taking a whole step back offensively and defensively. And the only thing that is like somewhat helping him is this like basketball IQ he has, right? But like, Otherwise, LeBron, I'm pretty used to LeBron being the, on top and dudes looking at LeBron with fear in their eyes for the last 20 years, 19 years. This is the first time in my life where I've seen LeBron. This looks like another person on the court. And he's been taking some bad three-point shots. <laughs> that has to be noted. Also, some of these shots, for shots. have been air balls and have been bad. So I, I find that kind of one of the more interesting talking points, I guess, of the Lakers so far this year. Is Pat Beth still out here taking step back threes? Is that part of the offense? No. Okay. No. I mean, their offense, they shot good against the Pelicans. I think that's one game Calvin talked about. But overall, they just have no continuity. They have no continuity at all. And they're playing against teams. The West is strong. They're playing against teams that have continuity. And, you know, they're not going to go to, and then, you know, they, they play the best of the best of the East. They have continuity too. So, yeah. like, it's one of those things where it's just like, you're not going to win. And LeBron James has to just take, chase stats. He has to just chase stats because, one, you can't depend on the team whose best player is Anthony Davis anymore. Could you ever? There was a facade you could. There was a facade you could, right? And the one time he did win was the bubble, which they stacked a team for that specific season, and that didn't help him out anywhere after that. They didn't keep but, them dudes. But Anthony, yeah, but Anthony Davis and a lot of them don't win, actually, by doing that method. But, hey, they did win. Weird way they won, the weird season they won, but at the end of the day, they still won. But now, Anthony Davis is grabbing his lower back like he your auntie every single play. Like he dunks, he's like, ah, ah. And I'm sitting here like, as a Lakers fan, do you have to like go through this every single possession? Like this, like, I feel like that'd be so annoying. But the body, the guy's body just doesn't hold up. I don't know what it is. I'm not. I'm not a you know, 
I'm not a physical, a physical therapist, but like you can't depend on him being your best player, uh, mentality wise or physicality wise. And the Lakers have just put themselves in a really, really bad situation. And now they're on this whole thing of like doubling down on like their decision makings of the last like three years. And so it just looks bad. <laughs> so like pure like trade Anthony trade uh no earlier we talked about them trade or a couple episodes we talked about them trading uh Westbrook. And now from what I'm seeing is it's not they're not gonna trade Westbrook because they can't find nobody to trade him for. They're just not gonna trade Westbrook because they're doubling down on like we made a good decision. We trust it's like relax, like what is this mentality going for? But I digress. Hey, y'all want to know their, te- their three-point shooting percentage? I do. 28%. As a, as a team? Yeah, as a team. I can help them out. I shoot at least 35%. Let's that's do crazy. it. Give that's me right, that that's thing, really crazy. Right? What'd you say? That's really crazy. Oh, yeah. it's Like, they've been awful shooting the basketball. Yeah, that's <laughs> not good. That's not good. Um, if they don't win another game, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I mean, like they'll probably win another one here and there, but they won't be good. Yeah, like the Pelicans. Like, about the only team with a worse record than them at this point is the Rockets, and the Rockets were supposed to be garbage. David Griffin is in New Orleans, just like smiling cheek to cheek, just like, oh, this is going, this is going so well. <laughs> but, Philip, Philip, give me some happier, give me some happier news, man. What, what else is going on out here? Okay, I got you. Uh, Kyrie's dumb. That's not happier, but keep I going. I thought it was. I thought it was. <laughs> no, we. we... <laughs> what? He's on the li- look. Listen, listen, listen. I'll say this. You said happier news. I give you that. Tongue in cheek, but I think it's interesting to talk about. Uh, but the Nets in general, as an organization, are dumpster fire. Yeah, I mean, this is such a ridiculous scenario that the Nets have found themselves in. Yeah. It's kind of mind-boggling, right? You have the you have Steve Nash come in as a head coach with no prior coaching experience. People are like, hey, well, Steve Kerr can do it, so he can do it too. Okay. But then I don't think enough people took into consideration the players themselves. <laughs> like, sure, Steve Kerr did it, but also Steve Kerr was set up with like a system beforehand that kind of Mark Jackson kind of established. Not a system, but like a a way of warrior life, I guess. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, uh uh, a commonality among players, right? Like, like he, 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 he came in to coach a team that was already a team. Yeah. You know? And he had an easy walk from that point on. Easier walk, I'll say. Mm-hmm. Steve Nash just popped up the first year they're there. And the only reason Kevin Durant has ever won his career is because Steph Curry is on his team. And then Kyrie, the only reason he's ever won his career is literally because of one or two seasons with LeBron. So, like, that's a whole different scenario that people tried to, like, e- like equate to each other at the beginning of this experiment. And now it just all backfired on them because Steve Kerr and the Nets mutually agreed to go their separate ways. Good, because 
Seth Curry was essentially saying they Steve were Nash. street ball, or Steve Nash, and Seth Curry was essentially saying they were playing street ball the entire time while he was there. So kind of you know on a side eye talking on the side of his neck about Steve Nash and his system, and then you have Kyrie Irving, and then you have Kyrie Irving who can't stay on the court because he is a dumbass. He, did, he didn't realize okay. You know, we're all black, so, like, whatever. If you're not black, whatever. You're going to get a cultural worry, awakening, I guess, if you're, not, if you're not black, listen to this podcast. Kyrie Irving is spouting out Hebrew-Israelite talking points. But Hebrew, there's a reason why the Hebrew-Israelites aren't, like, mainstream in the first place. Like, if you've been around for 50 years as, like, a religious, cultural kind of entity, and... <laughs> Even black people sometimes are like, them Hebrew Israelites? There's probably a reason for that. And Kyrie's like, that makes sense. I'm going to take this kind of ideology to the mainstream and support them and tell the masses. And then people are like, nah, not messing with that. And then he's like doubling down on, you know, he, he, he posted the whole video, uh, not video, he posted like the Amazon Prime, I guess, kind of uh, advertisement for um, the movie, which is a Hebrew-Israelite movie, a documentary. And he got into it with a reporter, and the reporter was like, you're promoting this? And Kyrie's like, I'm not promoting this. And I'm like, you're promoting anything you put on your platform at that point? You have millions of followers? Like, you can't think of yourself as a normal person? You got to give yourself as a celebrity who has influence. Like, sure, at one point, Charles Barkley in his career said, I don't want to be a role model. I'm not a role model. But then at some point, he grew up and understands he's a role model now. Even if he doesn't want to be. And Kyrie Irving is doing that exact same mentality, has that exact same mentality, but he thinks he's intelligent. Like, I don't, like, it's like, that whole thing's going on. And then Kevin Durant just has to play. Like, your whole team is based on the fact of Kyrie Irving being on the floor and taking some attention away from you offensively so you can thrive if you're Kevin Durant. Sure, Kevin Durant, like, broke the ankles of the Washington, the guy in the Washington Wizards the other day, and, you know, it went viral, and everyone was like, oh, that's crazy. It is the but they're not winning? <laughs> so, like, cool and all, but, like, it's too early in Kevin Durant's career to just be chasing stats. Like, it's not early, right? But it's not late enough to where he should just be chasing stats and not rings anymore. Especially with people, you know, it's the reality of the game. People are still saying, you know, you rode the bus of Steph Curry for those rings. Those weren't your rings, essentially, right? So with that, talking points still being out there, and him still being in his prime, no, no. He's he 15 Brooklyn, years in, bro. No, he don't no. look the same. He, he, he does not look the same. He don't look, sure, he's not going out there scoring 33 points a game, but he's still scoring more better than any, most other people in the NBA, right? So he's in the back end of his prime, but he's in his prime still. Back end, still in his prime. So it's too late to just be going chasing stats. He should still be chasing rings, which he was doing. And joining together with these other individuals, you would think he'd be doing the same thing. 
But now it's just flipped on itself, especially with Ben Simmons there, which I haven't mentioned yet, who is looking like Ben Simmons from which I've never seen. I'm hoping elementary school, but mm-hmm. I'm assuming even in the fifth grade, he was 6'2". I don't know, but I'm assuming he has some height thin and can at least make layups. Now, he just looks like a shell of himself because mentally he is just done. Not done in terms of love of the gang, I guess, but dumb in terms of, like, confidence. And so with all these things combined, you mentioned it earlier, the, a dumpster fire. This is a dumpster fire of a situation in Nets, and it's not even fun to watch. It's just sad. Like, in my, in my opinion, like, I kind of feel bad for Kevin Durant because he just really wants to hoop. That's, like, what he is, right? He, like, he's a hooper. Like, he don't want to think deep. He don't want to dig deeper in things. He is a bona fide bucket, and that's, like, what he wants it to be. I'm like, okay, perfect. Then you have Ben Simmons, who I love from LSU. Like, at LSU and the 76ers, I, I, I'm a big fan of him until he started doing the other stuff. And I'm like, okay, now I'm falling off you less and less. And now he looks, a shovel. He looks, a, looks like a shovel for himself. And then you have Kyrie, who is just a bona fide idiot, who, I mean, there's no other thing to it. He's dumb to the point where he thinks he's standing up for something, but he's not standing up for anything positive at all. He's just standing up for, like, white supremacist talking points. And to a, to a degree, and making black people kind of look bad at the same time. And... He's not even playing because he has like, he's refusing to apologize and do all this other stuff. Whatever. So now I'm just like, I kind of feel bad for Durant, but like this isn't even fun to watch. Like I love implosions. I love watching a car crash. I'm a human, be- I'm a human being, right? Like you know, every drive past a car crash on the highway, I I got crazy rubberneck because I stay looking, right? But I I want to turn away from this. I don't even want to watch this. I'm not and so to admit that, you, I know okay. at the beginning you said let's do it a happier note. So I decided to double down okay. <laughs> and go so, may, may I jump in here real quick? Uh, Absolutely. All right. So um, if by some chance, right, uh, you are running uh, in, uh, you've run across this podcast and you know relatively little about the Nets in particular. Um, so first, if some nonsense happens as far as like the Nets, like, going all win now and failing miserably again. I'm just going to assume they're cursed. This is the second time they've tried this kind of thing. And somehow it went much worse than the last time. They just didn't get any rings the last time. Um, But okay, so the net situation as it currently exists is the result of the Nets signing Kevin Durant who they then went and got Kyrie Irving. My understanding is, because, and either of y'all can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but like, because KD and Kyrie wanted to play together. Um, and then they, yeah, they also traded for Harden, right? Got him off the Rockets. Um, that first season, when they all played together, they were the best, they were, they were arguably the best, they were like the best offense in NBA history. They're also the worst defense in NBA history. Um, and, like, you know, they also a collection of dudes who, particularly start talking about Kyrie, don't stay healthy like that. Um, they did not get a ring, as I'm sure, like, you're probably aware if you pay any attention to the NBA. Now, all right, 
Um, their second season, right? COVID's in full swing. Um, Kyrie, who at some point, as previously stated, started buying into a lot of um, what black dumb shit. I don't remember the full Let's just say huh? dumb shit. <laughs> Thank you, dumb shit. Um, like, is this the flat Earth stuff? Oh, he's also. Oh, he was also. Is, is was on flat Earth stuff. That that, 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 that like <clears throat> that like theory at that like. But like that was that was four that was four four years ago because I saw a clip today on Twitter talking about like Michael Wilborn and like PTI talking about like at one point Steph Curry was talking about um, something some 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 conspiracy theory and then Kyrie Irving was talking moon about landing. moon landing he didn't believe in moon landing that's what it was and Kyrie Irving was doing the flat Earth thing and this is four years ago. And I'm not a huge Michael Wilborn guy, but I respect his resume and whatever. I feel like it's a personality from the Warren. But he was like, he was like, um, no, this is a slip or and the PTI guys were talking about this is a slippery slope. Um, because conspiracies is like one step away from like Holocaust deniers and like um slavery wasn't that bad. You know, like people like people of that mentality. And like, so like that was four years ago, and now here we are. Like the thing with conspiracy theories is that people don't usually just believe a single conspiracy theory in isolation. Um, and so, right, COVID in full swing, um, New York basically made a rule like, basically, in order to be able to work, you got to get a vaccine. Kyrie, um, like, imagining himself some kind of mater, martyr, opts not to get a COVID vaccine, which means he can't play Nets home games. Um, all right, they still have very poor uh, depth on the team at this point. They still have it now, but it was arguably worse then. Um, this causes a lot of, like, basketball problems. KD and Harden both are basically there for basketball, right? Harden just wants a ring and doesn't want to have to, like, put up 35 every game for a realistic chance of winning. Um, eventually, right, Harden gets fed up. He wants out. They ship him to uh, the 76ers for Ben Simmons. Um, what, Ben Simmons? Ben Simmons. Just Ben Simmons? I thought it was like Seth Curry. Like, I, I don't remember how the... What's I don't remember the Seth. Um, I think there's like a third player in there. I think so. I, I don't remember like, the true. Yeah, I don't. I don't quite remember the package. The point is, um, they got Ben Simmons, who did not play a single game last season, um, ostensibly because of mental health issues stemming from the fact he refused to try, like to to like dunk on offense in the playoffs. Uh, and people clowned him for it because, of course, they will. Um, no, they were and, on his head. Like, it's clowning. And then at one point, it's like, you just, we just, we, because I'm part of it too, we just bullied this man. Like, we bullied this man. Like, did, did he bring some of it on himself? Absolutely. Because of, like, if he didn't sit out, it, just, it, it changes the whole perspective. If like, he, like, doesn't sit out, it changes the perspective because he's allowed, he, he, advances the narrative, right? Uh past that point, but he sat out. So we all just simmered on that narrative. Right, which was and like some of that was also probably just 
various folks, particularly like 76ers fans, being frustrated with him. He refuses to take jump shots. He's gotten worse on offense every year he's been in the league. Um, Just about, like, like I'm pretty sure his points per game peaked his his rookie year. You can check me on this. Mm. Um, And, um, like, just, he, he, he just, isn't aggressive on offense. He they try to build a team around him more so than Embiid. It it didn't work, so they shipped him off. And you know the 76ers and Harden both look like geniuses, but we'll get there. Um, so uh, <laughs> after the failure that was last season, um, because of course it was a failure. It sounds like like it already sounds like a mess. Um, so let's talk about the offseason for a brief moment. A lot happened in the offseason. Um, but what's important here is that Kevin Durant demanded to either be traded or that Nash and the GM of the Nets be fired. Um, the Nets looked for a trade, but like, let's be real. Like, the thing is, KD wants to go to a contender. He wants to try and get a ring. This is reasonable. This is understandable. The problem is he is a very good player, and he is also, like, 34. This is, like, he's he's going to be on the decline for the rest of his career. I don't, whether it's fast or slow. Um, and so, and but, like, he's still a good enough player to warrant a King's ransom, especially in an offseason where Rudy Gobert, right, got shipped off to the Timberwolves for a disgusting amount of draft picks. Um, and I think Jared Vanderbilt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, the problem, and like the thing is, nobody who would be in a, who would have the pieces to trade for him that is also contending would have any good, re- like actually, actually nobody who's, had the pieces trade for him would have any good reason to do it. He either messes up their ability to like, it would either destroy their ability to like draft into the future, right? It, it would handicap them, especially because there are a decent number of teams that are competing now that are quote unquote small market teams, which is to say free agents don't roll up there, generally speaking, not the big name free agents. Um, and so because of this, they could not trade him. Right. And so then uh, he and the Nets basically lied and said, you know what? We're cool now. We're just going to go on into the season. Um, So in addition, while this whole thing is happening, Kyrie also takes his player option. He also wanted to trade. Nobody in their right mind should want to trade for Kyrie. This is before the whole anti-Semitism thing. Um, (laughs) Keep in mind. Right. Even then, it would have been a bad idea for anybody who tried it. Um, for bas- for purely basketball reasons. Um, no. no, hold on. You're on a roll? This is mm-hmm. kind of incredible to watch. That's a crazy statement. This is before the anti-Semitism thing. It's hilarious because, like, icing <laughs> on the cake? I don't know. Can you continue? Sorry, I just need to put that out. Well, it's like now, unlike then, get it. Like, then getting him was just a bad idea. Now it's a bad idea and a PR nightmare. Um, now, all right, the season started for the Nets. They were awful, all right? 
um, to this point, they are. Hmm? Or? To this point, they have had a mediocre offense and one of the worst defenses in the league. You cannot win games like that. Right? You cannot win games when Kyrie is taking more shots than Kevin Durant. Um, the other day, I watched the Nets play the Pelicans, I believe. And Kyrie Irving has zero points going into the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah, he's been playing poorly as well. I was like, what? You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, what's going on? Obviously, it was going on. But I was like, <laughs> but I was like, scoring usually looks so easy to him, right? So you could tell that something was like affecting him. Like, it was very obvious because I'm like, oh, he's going to make this shot. Miss. Oh, he's going to make this shot. Miss. Oh, he make... And he ended up scoring like four points, I think. And it was... It was, like, weird seeing a person's true psyche, like, out there on the court like that. Like, for all to see. It was, it was very uh, telling, 100%. Yeah. Hey, right. <clears throat> let's go ahead and wrap this one up. I'm, I'm about done. Okay. Uh, gonna... Go ahead. Okay. So, fast-forwarding a little. Uh, well, it's not that much. It's, it's a couple weeks. But they, fi- they decided to fire Steve Nash. Around the same time, Kyrie, as previously mentioned, Re re uh retweeted uh a uh a documentary of, that's full of bullshit basically and uh anti-Semitism um and did not apologize for this. He was just like uh I did not he like it was it was the kind of like vague non-apology I I don't necessarily believe everything in this and like uh, I'm not intending to hurt anybody or whatever. Um, so they fired Nash because, like, you know, the the the, the coach is the scapegoat. Yeah, the GM's not going to fire himself. Yeah, he's not um, a scapegoat. He he deserves to go. He's, I'm not saying <laughs> he's, he's bad. bad. Here's the thing. He's I'm not, not saying good. he's good. He's not. He's not good. But like, he was set up for failure. There was no way he could have succeeded here. Um, like, let's be honest. Leadership skills, maybe. Could have survived. Well, like, Mentorship and like that's not a good idea, Kyrie. Don't do that. So or the, assu- the assumption, the assumption, having like, an offense. No, but we just, we, we just, we, we, we basically, we continue to say that like Kyrie and KD aren't the best uh, listeners in the league, particularly Kyrie. Um, like Kyrie doesn't listen. He he just doesn't. Um, Cause he's smarter so, than everybody else. Huh? So he believes. He believes he's smarter than everybody else. It's like one of those kind of yeah. people. Like we we've, um, we've all college. We've all seen those people. They're annoying. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, but like I'm not even if he like I'm not saying he's a good coach, but he was said he was put in a spot years ago that like he couldn't have succeeded. He couldn't have succeeded. That's not a let's like it was not a head coaching job for a rookie head coach. It was not. It wasn't, especially not that one. Oh yeah, but like, I don't think I, I think very few people have done too much better. Like there was too much other nonsense going on. You don't, as a coach, you don't, you didn't have the, like the kind of depth and whatever to make adjustments if stuff isn't working right. Like it's a, it's a team built around giving the ball to two or three people and just praying that works. And if it's not they working, they could have made it work. Hmm. Email would have made it work. 
Uh, he he may have shown the ability that that's the truth. But besides the point, like they, it sounded like they were gonna hire Ime uh, Udoka, who that didn't go well. Be- like they eventually decided not to because he had his whole other thing going on that we won't get into here that you probably heard of out here. Look, this is not a lot of bullshit. There's a, there's just a lot of bullshit, um, and like. Uh, Kyrie is currently suspended as he should be, especially when somebody just asked him straight up if whether or not he's anti-Semitic. And he didn't just be like, I am not anti-Semitic. He apparently talked around the question. He no, he says, <clears throat> I can't essentially he's saying I can't be anti-Semitic when I'm Jewish. So that, that's essentially what he's saying. Because he believes as a black American generationally that he's like an original Jew. So yeah. like that's what he's we gotta saying. keep him moving, y'all. We gotta keep him okay, moving. Okay, we do. Like, this done, it's just a cluster like if you need to, just like cut this out and like nope, make it its nope, own nope. Keep it thing. But... Keep it in. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's back to you, bro. New new storyline. I do not want to okay. hear more. Um, <laughs> on a, on a note that is like legitimately happy. Um, the Utah Jazz are well. Okay, happy for everybody except maybe Danny Ainge. The Utah Jazz are good, right? Like in fairness, it might not hold up, but no, well. like they. Here's the thing. I think unless Ainge starts like make some trades or dudes start getting hurt, it'll probably hold up. It's just like you look at it. It's a bunch. It's a team full of dudes who have basically won the the lion like for most of their NBA careers, right? Granted, most of these dudes aren't particularly young, but even the young ones have gotten kind of used to winning. I said it won't right? hold up, but like, what's what does success look like for a team like that? Like, honestly, I don't think I don't think they're they're not about to win a chip, but like. Absolutely not. They they'll probably they're probably a playoff team. Seventh, eighth seed. Yeah. Right. And if you're Danny Ainge, like you're looking at this like I fucked up somehow. Danny Ainge is waiting for February. Fairness, he will be able to sell some dudes pretty high. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like Clarkson's been looking good. Olenek's been looking good. They're not about to trade marketing. Yeah, we're about to see the worst second half. season record of all time like it is going to be it is going to be like philadelphia when they won 12 12 games type bad. Oh, don't, don't ever bring that up again like it's going to be <laughs> so, those, those philadelphia days some of these sacramento kings days i don't like that like sacramento just sucked i know which is worse like you trying <laughs> like you out there trying to do something, uh, I was embarrassing. Yeah, but like, yeah, Utah's doing really good. Um, and like the thing is, like they they they've, they've beaten good teams. It's not like they've just been out here beating up on like the Rockets constantly. Oddly, the Rockets are one of the few one of their handful of losses, but they also have wins over the Nuggets, the Timberwolves, the Grizzlies, and the Clippers. They also have a win over the Lakers, which shouldn't surprise anybody. Um, Me and Philip got wins over the Lakers too. Shoot, 2K. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, and like honestly, right, just granted that the like there's no way Ainge lets this continue, but like I like it. It's fun. It's fun. Like they weren't, no one expected them to be good, and but like it does make some sense when you actually look at the roster that they won't that they wouldn't completely suck. Um. Right, Markkinen is having a career year, low-key. Um, like, they're playing well together. Mm. I hope it continues. Like, I 
I'm sure there are a lot of jazz fans that feel differently for various reasons. Understandable, right? Given the whole tanking thing with, uh, um, dang it, I forgot, I, I forgot Vic. dude's name. Hmm? Obama and, uh, Henderson. Um, but, like, you know, they also get the worst pick between the Rockets, the Nets, and the Lakers, all of which are looking like they're going to be pretty good picks at the moment. So maybe they don't need to tank. I mean, they're still going to tank. <laughs> like, but, but, none of the, but none of the teams who they could end up with a pick from look like good basketball teams right now. Mm. Okay. Like they get the they they're gonna get the worst pick of the the Rockets, the Lakers, or the Nets. Right. None of those teams have been all that good to start the year. I'd assume the net. I'd assume the Nets get. Was it the Nets? It might be the seventy. No, no, it was, it was the seventy sixers. Correction, not the Nets. Yeah. Um, Top three is still like a all star in this draft class. So that's. That's not the worst thing, but it will also be the last all-star to become an all-star, I imagine, out of the top three picks. But <clears throat> that is besides the point. Philip, what you got? On a happier note, Bull Bull's playing. Right. It looks good. He looks scored good. 23 points last game, 10 for 11 from the field, right? He's actually yeah, he scored 23 points uh, against Sacramento uh, last game. You know, averaging 11.6 points a game, but <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the, against Sacramento, he played 37 minutes. He's been playing between you know 20 to 25 minutes a game. Good for him, right? In Denver, he was never getting a chance to play <clears throat> at all. And then now you have people questioning why he wasn't even playing in Denver. Like, there are, you know, there are talking people out there going, why wasn't playing in Denver, Denver at all, right? Like, getting no clock whatsoever. Um, and so the fact that he's out there right now actually doing something like that, that's, that's, that's good. Uh, obviously, I'm a homer because he's from here, uh, being Kansas City. So uh, I, I appreciate Orlando, but also their team is crazy young. Give them three years. Yeah. <clears throat> Give them three years, they're going to be very good. Hey, as a person from Kansas City, I'm super excited to see Bowl Bowl having like a really good season finally and getting some minutes. Um, the fact that he did not get playing time with the Nuggets makes a lot of sense. Cause wow. You're good on the Magic. Yeah. We already have one person that was good on the Magic, like almost all-star level good on the Magic. And he is at best a role player on the Nuggets. Okay. So you're not really being able to break into the lineup for the Nuggets, and then you go play for the Magic. You should probably you should probably be kidding. But sure, but like he was playing with them when Murray and MG, uh, Michael, Michael Michael Porter Jr. were both hurt. So, but like he can't really sub in for either of them. All right, Michael Porter Jr., I feel like he can, he can sub it more than anybody else. I mean, you would think so. Pull up bowl bowl shooting splits. You're not replacing that type of production that Michael Porter Jr. was having. That's volume and efficiency. 
Yeah, they play the game. They play the game differently, right? Michael Porter Jr. shoots more threes in volume. Like that is what it is. And Bobo likes to dribble the ball, things like that. Bring the ball to the court, offensive rebounder, whatever. Obviously, Michael Porter Jr. is not going to be offensive rebounding if he's going to be so far away from the rim in the first place. So I understand that. But to get no clock is crazy. Like no my, clock. My my understanding had been he. It, like at least while he was there, he's kind of just like a selfish player, not a great attitude or whatever. And like, it, it's gonna be kind of hard to be a rookie and a selfish player on a contending team and expect to get minutes. And that ignores the fact that like, you look at Bolt Bowl and particularly right then you're like, who who's he gonna defend? Right, everybody, like everybody, he's bigger than he he's taller than can probably run through him. Um, it's funny though. Because, yes, but the kind of build he is, they, they're they help defenders anyways. He's gonna, he, he gets all of his blocks, all of his rebounds, all of help defense anyways. No, like Kevin Durant, right? People, people go, Kevin Durant's a good defender, but Kevin Durant's not a good all-ball defender, right? Or like all these other tall center guys, right? Like, you know, I find it interesting that – he is the build, essentially, the build, right? Tall, linky, can dribble. The build and has, like, a very similar skill set to what NBA teams want, but he just so happened to be on a team. That's what they didn't want for because they want the ball every single time to go through one particular man's hands. Jokic, right? Yes, he won MVP two years in a row. They won one and changed something up. Well, I think it's, like, the thing is, right, we look at how Bol Bol plays, and, like, he doesn't seem, and granted, I haven't watched that much of the Magic, but he doesn't seem like a dude who plays off of people all that well. And, like, if it's, like, even by your own admission, right, the dude they're going to be, like, the, the dude who's going to have the ball in his hands the most for the Nuggets is going to be uh, Jokic, because, of, of course, it is. Then you have to get you have to figure out how to play off of him. Yeah. Right. Or if not to be able to like be a good sub for him and like a good sub for Jokic would not be bowl bowl. Mm-hmm. Um like style like assuming you're trying to maintain some sort of consistency stylistically. And like I don't know, I trust Bowl Bowl less on defense. So do you think, and I don't Nuggets, particularly trust Jokic on defense. Do you think the Nuggets? Do you, do you think it was is one of those situations where the Nuggets picked them up just so other people couldn't? No, nah, I think I think because like they they also picked up Porter Jr. Yeah, but like why have similar? It was a similar thing where like he went lower in the draft than he was expected to because he was hurt, right? Um, sure. And they were in like they were able to get Porter Jr. and He's a good player. Yeah, right? for he's sure. not, and like it's it's very when, when you're like the Nuggets, it's low risk, high reward. Yeah, okay, I understand that, but like, but like, I understand that. Uh, it was just I was, I was curious. I had no idea. I was curious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now Orlando's Magic's playing. They 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 still not great, but once again, that team is incredibly young. So give them a little bit, see what they do, um, and then. Yeah, we'll see where we'll see where they're at in the next like two years, really, two three years. All right, Calvin, 
Catch me up, man. Okay, what do I want to talk about? Um, shoot, I'm not even sure. Like the we we already mentioned that the Bucks have low key been like, no, like the mm-hmm. the Bucks have been in in, in what is a like a, a an off season and starts the season full of absolute nonsense. The Bucks are very quietly the best team in the league right now. They are nine and zero, the only team in the league without a loss. Um, I, feel like I feel like there's always a, a thing with them, right? The quietly fantastic. Right. But, like, this year in particular, right? Because, like, the the Nets have taken up a lot of the air in the room. Um, right? The Lakers being awful has taken up a lot of the air in the room. Meanwhile, yeah. all the Bucks have been doing is winning and minding their business. Um and Chris Middleton, right. Chris Middleton's not even back yet. Not even back yet. Right, and like that's the thing. Like they've been winning, and they've been able to, you know, get some games without some of their better players, which is, you know, a very good sign if you're the Bucks. For um, sure. Like I, think- I want to uh, root for the Bucks, but I don't want to root for Grayson Allen. Yeah, the greatest I, I mean, I, of he, all he time. was a Grizzly for a little while. I can root for him, but like I understand. Yeah, it's not a fan, you know what I mean? Ever since high school, wasn't a fan. But no, they are nice. They are they are really, really good. Um in the way they play always translates over. Cause they're not so three point dominant that it's like well, you know, what at the end of the season when you get tired, when you get exhausted, you know, you live and you die by a three. They're just very well balanced. They got three point shooters. Their best player isn't a three point shooter. And they have a whole they have Drew Holiday, who's a good defender, Giannis. Good defender, uh, Chris Middleton. Good defender. So the best players are good defenders. The best players are don't play the game at all alike, right? Uh, and then you have good role players. I mean, if you were saying they're gonna win a championship, I'm I'm not gonna say no. You know what I mean? Like Holiday is averaging 25, 20 points, five rebounds, eight assists to start the year. Right, Giannis, thirty-two, right at thirteen and like five. Thirty-two, thirteen and five is crazy. <laughs> yes, Portis, who has started a grand total of one game so far this year, is averaging thirteen and eleven. Like, okay, the Bucks have their stuff together. Right, okay. I think even what like a game or two ago, like even like Javon Carter like got buckets for a game. I love how crazy Oz Bobby Portis has consistently stayed as like a really good player, even though I'm not sure what he does. Yeah, I didn't think it, it me. to Arkansas. Yeah, like, I, I do all this. You said what? When he, when, he, when he got drafted, I was like, he's going to be fine. Like, he might be here for two years and then be in Europe at some point. Nope. Yeah. It makes a ton of sense for him to basically be the modern-day version of Taj Gibson. Like, coming out of high school, like, the biggest thing that he did was the energy level. And that has, like, translated perfectly to what this team needs. Energy, edge, toughness. That's hilarious, because, like, Taj Gibson's still in the league. Jesus, why? <laughs> Like, I don't I know how. Because people like him, and I don't know. He could he can still provide energy. 
won't translate to much anymore. But like he still can provide it. He must be giving people to work in uh in practice, yo. He just must be like whoever your four or five is, he's punching them in the neck every single game. I mean every, every single Tuesday. He just mm. I mean he's had Tom Thibodeau for like three fourths of his career. Also, on like three different teams. Minnesota, Bulls, and the Knicks. I think that helps also. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the whole like connection thing. He might just be a good guy. You know what I mean? That like he got, he's got a good squeaky image. You never heard nothing crazy about Tasha Gibson. Even when the Bulls they're doing big things, you ain't hear nothing about this man. Yeah. This man go home, he drink his wine, he eat his fl- he's Chick Fil A and sleep. Yeah, worst thing about Taj Gibson is his beard. That, that might be the worst thing about Taj. Outside of that, not that bad. <laughs> Philip, Warriors suck. <laughs> Warriors are not doing too good. Oh, uh, Clay Thompson was. Uh, it was said that Clay Thompson might not play back to back games for the entire season. Clay Thompson is over the hill. Cooked? Not cooked, but not ever going to be what he is. But yes, cooked. <laughs> so, Clay Thompson. We can smell him on the stove. Say again? We can smell him on the stove. It's getting there. It's getting there. Turn the aisle down. Turn the aisle down. Like, it's getting close. Uh, He's not great. Draymond is Mr. Triple Singles once again. Forever. Um, Seth Curry is going to be doing what Seth Curry can. But, like, Seth Curry is great when his team is around him. Also, it's hilarious. Steph Curry is also aging. So, like, let's not forget about that. He's not that young at all. The team's defense has been awful to start the year. Once again, Draymond's last year. Uh, they signed, you know, Wiggins, and Wiggins does great when his team does great. That's what we've seen from his career. Poole is still young. Poole going to have highlights all day, but Poole's not the kind of player who is going to go off and it translates to wins for his team. Like, as him being the only person to go off, it won't translate to wins. Like, he has to have two to, other people, three, two to three people other than him like, step up in some kind of way to reform. Um, Poole's young. That makes sense. It's young. Yeah, I'm not saying this. No, it's, oh, it's they, they have what? the worst defense in the league. I, I, I didn't think it was quite that bad. Not good. Um, and so they with that... They have 121 like, points a game. So after, you tell me... After, after this season, after this season, if you don't see Clay there and you don't see Draymond there... It's truly the end of an era. So you telling me four months ago, these boys was good enough to get a title. Four months later, they can't do nothing in the first three weeks of the season. Draymond's whole game is built off energy. That dwindles really quickly when your game, like the, old, when the older you get, that goes away quick, right? We, we've seen it with the tons and tons of people. So that's not surprising. Clay Thompson has came off a tour Achilles and then torn ACL back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Like, modern technology... Whatever it was, is probably gone. Modern te- medical technology can't fix the back glasses from that. You know what I mean? Um, 
And then Wiggins is not young, right? But like Wiggins is Wiggins. You know we're gonna get. Uh, yes, last year was really good for him and his career, but like that is still like one monumental season. You know what I mean? You gotta see it more than once. Um, and then Poole was again young, nice but young. Um, Wiseman's there, but like he don't look like anything crazy at all. Um, so like it's just one of those things, right? I mean, the there's there's young teams with other players that aren't these guys that we're so used to over the last decade stepping up. And the NBA in the next two years is going to look completely different than what it has looked the last 10 years, 100%. Oh, we're in the middle of an era change for a little minute now. My God, I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready for it. I mean, and LeBron and KD and Steph are going to retire. And, like, I don't know, at least one of them is just going to disappear and, like, get a farm out in the middle of nowhere or something. I feel like. No, Steph Curry's wife a little too uh, in the spotlight for that. It's probably need to be that way to keep it like how it is, but he won't be because he over here got burner. He got burner accounts, and then LeBron got like a like oh, LeBron's like a whole mogul outside of basketball. So I, I hope they even do that. I hope one of them does that. I don't believe it will, but like, hey, I can guarantee you is going to be Kevin Durant. Because of what we just talked about. The only thing that Kevin Durant got going for him that we know he truly loved is basketball. Once that shit is gone, he got the boardroom to fall back on. I do not see him being like, I don't see him being as passionate about the boardroom as he is about basketball. He's, he's watch, watch, watch that man become a coach just to stay around the game. He, he's going to be one of those guys like, you know, like Walt Frazier, uh, 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 James Worthy, just like in the booth talking about the games. But, like, who are you going to be talking about? You know what I mean? Like, Golden State? Like, you know what I mean? Like, who's, who team he cover, whose team is he color commentating for? Um, he got to go back City. to OKC for that. He yeah. got to. Man, this ain't, this man ain't not. He's not moving back to Oklahoma City. <laughs> you know? Like, he been. Okay, he went from this. He can fly Wizards. here for 42 games a year. Wizards. Don't. No. No. Why he got not? a point. He got a point. Hometown kid. They'll love it. Sure. But I don't see it happening. Also, Kevin Durant is, like, fine at talking, but he don't have that kind of charisma. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he don't got talking charisma. Yeah, like, but a lot, of the, a lot of the color commentators don't have it either. He'd, he'd be in solid company. Like, Hey, throw some names out here, my boy. You won't be shady. Look, <laughs> dang it, who's... Russell, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to remember. I think it might have been Dallas's color commentating crew was like I think it was it was either Dallas or the Rockets. I think it was Dallas. Just like they were nowadays, just wildly annoying. Look, nowadays you have you know back in the days you had the common the color commentators would go back and like work for like the actual like team itself, right? Whatever that is, uh, their syndicate. Um, but nowadays, you know, if you're a superstar like that. ESPN or TNT is going to pick you up. He don't have a personality for either one of those. Like, whenever you have, like, the captains of the All-Star team and you have, like, Kevin Durant – or not Kevin Durant. You already have Kevin Durant and uh, LeBron. Kevin Durant, though, he's going to be more. He's more. Everybody – he don't got TNT person. He might got ESPN person. Hey, hey, you know what? You know what? Um, pair him up in the college basketball stuff with um, – what's that man's name? Don't say Walton. 
That's that's it. Yeah. Well, trying to put the whole team to sleep. All we gonna hear is uh, lighters. That's the only thing we gonna hear. Motherfuckers is cheapy, yo. Little Lil Wayne songs. That's crazy. <laughs> Lil Wayne ad libs. It's about uh, half time. It's like, hey, why is the screen smoky? That's you crazy. know why. <laughs> nah, but like, it is crazy though that like we're on the back end of like all these players, right? That is really wild. That like Kyrie. Like, you know, like, no, not Kyrie. Uh, Steph Curry, LeBron, and Kevin Durant are all doing bad. <laughs> They're not doing bad. They're all on bad teams. This is low-key making me tear up. Been like, emotional. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'm not ready for it, bro. Like LeBron has been here basically my entire basketball life. Kevin Wait, Durant is my favorite player. I real deal cried when he left OKC. Steph. That's for the young boys, but like he been here a long time. I was like in middle school when he emerged, or like was getting close to. So, like, yeah. I've been surprised by how old some folks are, if I'm honest with you. Like, right? I, like it's like it's not that surprising when you think about it, but like for example, you mentioned right KD, like my favorite player for a long time has been you know Mike Conley, you know. It's like he's thirty six. Mike Conley. I thought you knew this. I like point guards. Shit. Before him it was uh, Ron, like before him it was Ronda. Like I, I don't know. I tend to like point guards. Like good passing. Like yeah, fuck y'all. Like I'm Mike Conley though. I mean, I get the like, thing, but like it couldn't be Rudy, Rudy Gay, or Rudy, 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 yeah, it couldn't be Rudy Gay or Zach Randolph. I don't even like point guards, but. The team was nice. Like, I, I don't like. I, I. I'm not even gonna. I feel wildly disrespected right now. <laughs> I mean, it's just unexpected. What can I say? Oh, no, 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 not that. Like, I'm sure Alan's laughing behind that thing. Get a dip out. Get up so hard. I mean, I mean, yeah. Well, you know, we'll have our favorite. It's just like, like but like. He what like yeah like Conley's like thirty six, Gay is like thirty six, but uh, who the Gay in the, in the league still? Yeah, he's he's also on the Jazz. He's a role player. Is he really? Like, yeah, like he's just he he's 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 coming off the bench. Rudy Gay used to be one of my favorite players. Like, like he, he, he was he used to be at UConn. He was real good, crazy athletic. Hitting that, <laughs> I watched live that game winner he hit against the Heat. Like, big fan of that guy. Um, man, that's really sad. <laughs> this is how people felt with like, Dominique. This how, it's funny because, like, like, Larry Bird career wasn't that long. Matt Johnson got AIDS so or HIV. So, so his career was not nearly as long as it could have been. Michael, Michael, Michael Jordan retired twice. So, like, for generations, they weren't used to longevity in sports. And now like, we're having a whole, like, 20 years of people and it's yeah. just like, real sad because we like grew up with these people. Like you, you say that's what you like, go with. Dwayne Wade already retired. I felt nothing. Like, Can I be honest? Well, that's fair. Like I, I get it. Like I don't. I like, but he's still like one of the. Like he's not that for us, but he's that for a lot of other people. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I felt nothing. But like, I also felt nothing with Chris Bosh. You feel better, Alan? 
We've been in like a transition, like heading into a new era for a while now. Yeah. Hey, look, shout out to longevity so I don't have to like deal with it right now. But 2024, very sad year coming up. I believe it. A bunch of dudes are just gonna drop. Like, like some of them, like they're like you'll know when it's LeBron's last season at this point. Like he's gonna get a farewell tour like Kobe. Oh yeah. He should, he's, we should start his farewell farewell tour now. Like, like we know you're not about to win nothing. We're just gonna like, celebrate he's, every he's, single he's moment. He's not gonna get happens. you out like Jordan, like with a, with a ring. Uh, and then we ignore the the part after that. Um, I don't hear with shit <laughs> with the Wizards. <laughs> so tell me that uh, man's a champion. He a chump. But, uh, but like, yeah, we're just gonna look up and a bunch of dudes would have retired, right? Just like, and, and a lot of them is, is gonna be relatively unannounced. Like, you just look up one day and like Vince Carter retired or whatever. Ooh, ooh, uh. On that note, we got to get out of here because this has been a sad, semi-emotional episode. Bro, this is the third week of NBA like games. It should be not this somber. It should it should really just be for fun. That is crazy. This was crazy sad. <laughs> yeah, this this was kind of uh, kind of somber. Um, on a more positive yes, I- note, for those for those of us that care. College basketball has started up. Um, so, you know, for two of us, for, for at least two of you, that means your favorite team is going to curb stop somebody. Like, fairness, I expect to, to beat Vandy. But Alan oh. was like, yeah, it might not be that easy. So we will see here. That game will be. What kind of thing is that? You can get curb stomped? <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, there's, there's people who traffic in hate speech. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the traveling hoopers podcast i have been your host alan Bradley jr you're funny me are my two best friends in the world calvin mcgallon and philip dixon guys go ahead and sign us out um you know once again it's been a pleasure uh, but you can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. You can catch us on YouTube. Uh, if you're joining us there, you know, like, share, subscribe, leave something in the comments. Um, the episodes usually aren't quite this dark. Um, it's like 50 50. <laughs> well, here's the thing like, it went off the rails and it wasn't our fault, it was off the rails when we started. Yeah. Um, but uh, but like you know, college basketball starting up. Um, <laughs> it's fun. Like I like it. It's fun. I I prefer pass the ball, game. Calvin. Mm-hmm. Pass the ball. Okay, say something then. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right. If, <laughs> if I didn't feel Dixon, um, you can follow me anywhere on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And uh, follow the uh, Travel Cooper's TikTok. Um, we are being more active now, um, and we will be uh, one of the large faces of 
basketball TikTok. Um, so be aware of that because. <laughs> All right, that's it. Hey, this is a basketball podcast. We don't have a shot. God, thank y'all for tuning in. Bye.